0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Get Godly With It. I'm so happy that you're here. And if you're on YouTube, you can fully see that I am here with a special guest. Her name is Felicia, and I'm actually going to have her explain a little bit of the story of how we met, because it's actually a pretty God-written story. Um, We actually have no idea where God is going to take this episode. There was no planning. There was absolutely no anything going into this other than let's do this and let's let god move through this so i believe that god is going to do something so powerful through this episode but i'm gonna allow my guest to introduce herself as well as felicia can you actually um put in where they can find you on socials as well and like talk about who you are and what you do and all that fun stuff okay um
1: so my name's felicia I am in full-time ministry right now as you are watching uh, this video or listening to this podcast. I First, I'll give you my socials and then I'll explain kind of how Kathy and I met because it's a really cool story. Yeah. Uh, on Instagram, at Felicia, F-E-L-I-C-I-A, Jimenez, J-I-M-E-N-E-Z, and TikTok. It's the same thing. I make a lot of Christian TikToks. <laughs> um, so you can check me out there. But Kathy and I actually met God just was not going to allow us not to connect. He was like, you guys are going to connect one way or another. Um, I had stumbled across her podcast and reached out to her November of last year um, and just said like, Hey, I would love to hop on with you sometime if you ever have a guest and then fast forward, we never connected after that. Right. And then I'm so sorry. I totally did (laughs) not answer. (laughs) It's okay. There was a, I was not looking back and like, we'll get into this more. I was not in a season where I was prepared. I wasn't, I wasn't in ministry in the way that God has me in it now. And I wasn't prepared to even share my testimony at that point in time. So it wouldn't have like, it literally worked out perfectly. Um, Mm -hmm. God's timing is perfect. But so we ended up connecting through my friend, Olivia. She was baptized here at Elevation Church. Um, And Kathy came to watch her baptism. And Kathy and Olivia also have a funny story of how they met. I think you guys met in the gym or something, right?
0: I had a word. I saw her crying. And then I had, I was asking God, oh, like, what can I say to her? And turns out she was Christian and praying that morning for encouragement. It was so crazy.
1: So crazy. And so Olivia was baptized here and Kathy came. And when I saw Kathy, I knew who she was because I had heard Olivia talking about her and I think you like asked where the washroom was or something and, and I said your name and you were like that's weird how do you know me
0: <laughs> I mean facts though
1: um and yeah so then after that we ended up connecting again Olivia was getting married and she had like a, a bachelorette thing that we got to hang out at and then her wedding which was beautiful that we got to spend time together at um but Like God literally was not letting up. He was like, no, you guys are going to be friends. And when I had originally reached out to Kathy, we, I wasn't even friends with Olivia yet. Which is so crazy. So so crazy. So Mm -hmm. crazy.
0: Yeah. I'm like, literally as you're speaking, it kind of like cut off just the tiniest bit. So I'm just going to pray right now, Jesus, could you just please let like all electronics to work? I cover this by your blood in Jesus' name. Just like protection, so that yeah. this does not, because the enemy was not having it this week with us. So, no, no, not no. at all. Um, <laughs> no. Do you want to go into just a little bit about? What you do for work i think that this story is really incredible maybe even before i don't even know if we're gonna get to your testimony girl right, right. now i'm feeling on my heart to talk about your ministry so yeah. how about you talk about your old job and what you do now because it is such a god-written story and so maybe somebody needs to hear it so let's let's do it
1: yeah so i was a mental health counselor for eight years so i even before that i was a dancer um and i was living in la and i was dancing And then really felt like God was calling me to come home and go back to school. And at that time, I wouldn't have said it was God. I was like, I just feel like I need to come home. But obviously, when we look back and the way that I'm walking with God now, I know that it was him calling me home. And so I came home, um, ended up going to school for child and youth work, got my first degree, then went back to school, got another degree. Um, Yeah, I have way too many pieces of paper that were very expensive, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I ended up Becoming a mental health counselor and working with children and youth um, for eight years. And it was such a blessing, but it was really, really dark and heavy. And um yeah, I felt like God was really calling me out of that profession. And I was like, God, what am I gonna do? Like, this is all I know. This is my entire adulthood has been getting education for this career and then like leveling up in this career. Yeah. And so I ended up um, feeling like I was called to actually go to Social Dallas, which is a church in Dallas, Texas. And a position had opened up there for, they needed someone to oversee their children's ministry that was just starting up. So I applied, I went through the whole process. I was like talking about visa and heading over there. Mm -hmm. And the week that I was waiting to hear back from them, my pastor and his wife from Elevation approached me randomly. And they were like, hey, would you love to like, or do you want to sit down with us and talk? And I was nervous because I was a youth leader. I was like, did I do something wrong? Like, why do they want to talk to me? And so we met up that week via Zoom. And as soon as the conversation started, it was an interview. And I was like, wait, (laughs) am I being interviewed? Like, what is this for? And then they offered me a position that night. And the next day I literally quit my career. I sent my um, my supervisor at the time, an email. And I was like, I know this is going to make no sense to you, but I really feel called to this ministry. I feel called to be here in Toronto and be planted in my church. Um, and they've offered me a position and oh. praise God she was okay with it because, <laughs> mm. um, yeah, I did not think she was, she was going to be okay with it. Cause I had plans to eventually take over her position. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to be a supervisor in this field one day, and it's going to be her that I take over. And God was like, jokes on you, I'm bringing you into ministry and something that is so I don't do counseling. <laughs> I am um, a project manager here at Elevation Toronto. So I oversee a lot of different things and get to have uh, my hand in a lot of different projects that are going around or going on at the campus. But yeah,
0: um, mention how you actually thought you weren't going to get paid and then what happened yes. through the process.
1: Yes. So when we had the Zoom call, they offered me the position um, and I thought it was an unpaid internship. And so I told my mom, I was like, listen, I'm quitting my job where I'm making a significant amount of money for my age. um, And I'm going to step into an unpaid internship. And my mom was like, you're living at home right now. This is the best time to do it. I support you. If this is what you feel God is calling you to, then do it. And so I was so content in that. And for, I feel like that's the first time in my life where I've been like, I'm okay with not making any money, which is crazy. <laughs> like, I don't know. That was only God could, could put that on my heart. And so I ended up the next day getting a call. Um, and they were calling me to talk about like my benefits and my salary. And I was like, wait, what <laughs> you mean to tell me this is not an unpaid internship. And it was the exact same that I, salary that I was making before and they didn't know that. They didn't know how much I was making. They had no idea. And so I was like, God, like, thank you for your provision for, for confirming and affirming that you want me in ministry in this way, even though it's something like finances are so irrelevant to what God has for us. Mm -hmm. But I was like, God, that's so cool. And Mm -hmm. I think, I don't know if I shared with you, but I really felt like Abraham when he laid his son down on the altar. And I was like, I'm doing it. God, like I'm laying it all down. You can have it. And then God provided a Ram in the thicket.
0: Mm -hmm. Like, wow. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I remember. So, I mean, I don't know if I've said it on my podcast yet, but I was like working with this company for a social media assistant position and some things transpired and I got my hours cut down significantly, like literally 95% reduction of my hours. But it was so crazy because right before I had quit, God had actually blessed me with a client, one that was like, when she asked me, how much do I charge? I was like, oh, I can go talk to my boss. And she's like, no, how much do you charge? And I was just like, I don't know, like I've never done this before. And so I saw the opening and then the um, like the cutting down of the hours kind of happened. And then that was last month and I saw God's hand in that as well. And I saw his provision. What the crazy thing was that when they cut down my hours, um, I literally felt so much peace. I was just like, you know what? I feel like God's hand is in this. And then to see how I ha- I was receiving offerings last month, I was receiving, um, just from different places, but it amounted to the same amount I was making there. And then this month, I mean, okay, it's June 30th before I actually post it, but the month that's coming, like there are certain things that are coming in and doors that are opening that I already see that I'm just like, oh my gosh, when you literally just... I mean, my story is different because I didn't lay it down at the cross. I had, it was kind of like something that I just had to let go of. Right. But it's cool to see that when one door closes, God is like right away, like, I'm going to open this one. And sometimes it does take longer because I don't remember who said this, but someone said the majority of the Bible is the people waiting right? Like literally Abraham and Sarah, like they waited a hundred years, a little bit less than a hundred years to have a baby, but it's like, one thing will close. And the next thing opens, like God is not going to leave you in a place of like, I can't say not in a place of suffering because like we do go through a lot of suffering and I'm sure there was something in your heart that was like, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like, I'm sure if you went a week without pay, you would be like, how am I going to buy coffee now? Like, what <laughs> am I going to do, right? Yeah, um, I think. So. Sorry. No, go ahead. no, you go ahead.
1: You go ahead. I was actually just listening to a sermon this past weekend. Um, and the pastor was talking about how when God takes away something that you like, it's because he's going to bless you with something that you love.
0: Amen. And we
1: just need to trust that, and we need to trust that that's God's character, that's His His faithfulness, His provision. What He wants for us is always so much better than what we have in store or what we have planned for ourselves. And so, connecting it back to like when I I loved my job, I didn't love my job, I liked my job, <laughs> I liked my job. Um, I liked being able to help children and youth through mental mm-hmm. health but I love being in ministry yeah. and I could have never dreamed of this. I could have, I didn't even, I wasn't even praying for this because I didn't know this was an option or an opportunity that was available to me. And God was like, you lay this down or I make, I take this away from you. It's because I'm going to bless you with Amen. this that you like love.
0: Amen. So, Amen. Yeah. And um, I guess I want to ask like, how is it working in full-time ministry? Because I, on my side, like I have been doing ministry for two years and this has been like, I'm like, God, this is it for me. Like, I do not want to go nine to five ever. Like you can miss me with that. I'm not going into an office. I am not getting dressed up in like fancy clothing. That is not me. It's not my persona. I would literally like, I don't know. I don't know how, but I would probably end up like crying every night. And so ministry is something that God placed on my heart. And I can see that. I mean, obviously the way he's aligning your life as well, it's like full-time ministry. Right. And so I guess a question I have is like, how is it spiritually? And like, cause you were explaining like the spiritual warfare and stuff with me, cause guys, I've known her. I have had conversations with her and her stories are so crazy, but like, I guess maybe take us through like how spiritually you stay aligned and like what happens spiritually in the background when you're working in full-time ministry or when you give like everything up for Jesus, just in case someone's listening and they're not working like full-time ministry.
1: Yeah. Um, it's hard and it's heavy and the weight of it is not light um, there, there's this saying that talks about the backside of a blessing. So like the blessing is coming into ministry and it's great. And I love it. And it's beautiful. And I can see God moving every moment of every single day. The things that I get to collaborate with God on are so cool. Um, however, like, because lives are being changed in this ministry and I'm a part of that, the warfare is crazy. <laughs> Um, I find like Saturday nights before church are really hard. I get spiritually so exhausted and I end up really just having to fight through, like reading my Bible and staying locked in and memorizing scripture and making sure that I have enough scripture in my arsenal to fight back when the enemy's Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to take you down. I'm going to make you question your calling. Um, and yeah, it's, it's not, it's not easy I think that on the outside, it looks very like, how fun, like you get to hear these cool preachers preach and you get to worship every week and you get to go to church every day. Um, But it is, it is heavy and, and it's not easy. And the warfare is very real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's very, very real. Even like I was sharing with you, Kathy, that leading up to this podcast, I have had I don't think I've experienced warfare in a while that I've been experiencing this week. And I know it's because God is moving through what you're doing and your ministry and he's connecting us and the enemy's like, I do not like that. Yeah. <laughs> I do not like that. So yeah.
0: Yeah. And like we were saying or I, I think I messaged you and I said there's going to be an anointing over this episode. Mm-hmm. And the things with the difference between like a gifting and an anointing is that anointing gifting is like something that can move in the crowd, something that you can have, like, okay, it's your gifting, which is a blessing, obviously, okay. but anointing is actually something that breaks chains. Right. And it like breaks off shackles and it um, breaks strongholds. And so, like we were saying, I believe that this is like even an episode that can break someone's shackles and someone's strongholds. And maybe someone, I actually feel like I have shivers like saying it right now. I feel that someone listening, they are being called to leave a job mm-hmm. or they're being called to leave something and they feel in their heart that they don't know if it's the right decision to make. I just want to speak into your life to this goal right now. Like, leave it. I promise you, if it's coming from God. Um, he's going to take it as a step of faith. And when you saw Abraham, like you were saying, he put the kid on the altar and like, I mean, he literally put his kid on wood and like tied him down and was like ready. Like, it was crazy. Like, I cannot imagine the conversations him and his son had after that, like probably crazy. But as soon as he saw the act of faith, God said, stop. Yeah. And then he ended up with the descendants We're all Abraham's descendants. Right. And so what's crazy, not what's crazy to the woman who's listening. I don't know if it's a job, maybe it's a relationship. I don't know what it is that you are feeling like you need to leave, but leave it because God is going to open another door um, Mm. leading up to that. Do you maybe have another story of when God actually asked you to leave something and open the door for something else? Oh, yes. (laughs) Let's share. That's where I feel the leading right now. So let's do
1: it. (laughs) Yeah, I, so this might be a bit of a tricky story because I felt like I was called to leave something without knowing that there was something else. Okay. So I had to move on without closure. I had to trust that God was calling me out of something because he was going to bless me. Mm -hmm. Not sure when, um, but specifically a relationship that I was in. And I knew that it just wasn't, um, it wasn't God's will for my life and everything about it was great. The person wasn't a bad person. Um, I really loved them. I thought they were great. However, I really felt God calling me out of it to Mm -hmm. be like, you need to focus on me. You need to come back to, to Jesus, your first true love and leave that relationship Mm -hmm. in the past. And I struggled with it because, I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, but I feel like as women, we want to know what the next thing is like, okay, God, you're calling me out of this, but like, is it because there's someone better for me? (laughs) Is it because you have something better for me? I know you do, but when? Mm -hmm. And so for the first time I left that relationship just on the fact that I felt like God was asking me to, and I still don't know necessarily what the blessing is that God has for me but I do Mm -hmm. know that God blesses our obedience and we just need to trust like I was saying earlier he is faithful he does love us and when he calls us to step out in faith like he blesses that abundantly yeah but he needs to see us take that first
0: step yeah there's on Sunday I was able to share like um not a word but like we have our little team rallies before our actual service, it was so funny because like I walked in there and my pastor and like, I don't know if he's like a co-pastor or what like his role in the church is, but he's a highly favored man of God. He really is. And they come up to me and they're like, oh, you know, you're bringing like the word for the prayer. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I literally forgot. Like, I, I don't know what to do. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Like you're bringing it. And they're like hyping me up. And I'm like, like, yeah. Okay. Like it, they, they're all, they're like all Brazilian. So I was like, okay, bom. like I, I got you. Don't worry. So I had five minutes until this prayer meeting. Right. And I sat down and I opened the Bible. And the first thing was faith, the size of a mustard seed can make mm. a mountain move. The reason I'm feeling this story on my heart is because of you talking about faith. Right. And I ended up this prayer meeting thing. It was really good. Like, I literally just felt like God flowing. And it said, all it takes to please God is a faith. Mm -hmm. Right. And going on with your story about this guy, there was a couple of weeks ago, I was texting someone that I really should not have been texting, but like, Mm -hmm. they were calling me pretty and they were like, letting me know that they like me. And, and I was like, Ooh, you know, like, I like (laughs) this, but like, it wasn't, What God has for me, Mm -hmm. and so the whole week I felt this lack of peace, and I felt like lack of joy, and all this stuff. And my, I told my pastor's wife, and she was just like, "What did she say?" She was like, "Of course you're not feeling joy and peace because you're not walking in alignment with the Spirit right now." And so I felt God saying, "You are liking this more than you like me." And so a couple days later, I cut it down. I was like, God, I'm giving this to you. This I'm putting on the altar. And I, like you, a door hasn't opened yet. But yeah, the yeah. peace that came with it, the joy that came with it, the restoration of, of my time with God yeah. came with it, right? And so sometimes an open door doesn't even have to look like um, a job or the next, like your husband or I don't know you name it it could literally look like the fruits of the holy spirit being increased in you right oh that
1: is such a word that is i just felt that down to my core Amen. because that's i also felt like an abundance of peace that mm-hmm. i had been praying for for years i was like god please i need this peace in my life i want you to to just sow that into my spirit and then like you said it my open door maybe wasn't my husband or my, my future husband, but now it was actually the fruit of the spirit yeah. increasing.
0: Yeah. And like, honestly, when you're not in alignment with what God has for you, like you had your season at your counseling job, mm-hmm. right. But there came a moment where God is like, this is not it anymore. This is not where I want you anymore. And God has so much grace and he has so much patience that if you were like, okay I'm gonna wait I'm gonna wait another year I'm gonna wait just I'm just gonna go he'll bless that because he's a blessing God but your feelings and your emotions and your productivity in the kingdom would have been decreased so much because you're not walking side by side with where the spirit is calling you right
1: yeah yeah it's so true it's so so true that's good, Kathy.
0: <laughs> so good. It's so good. So I guess another question I have for you is walking in ministry, where has your faith really been tested and how can you just like speak into someone's life of like when these kind of moments come to your mind? you need faith. And I think like something that could be really encouragement is even sharing with someone, how you keep faith alive in ministry, because you've shared stories with me of things that have happened. And I don't know if we want to put that on here because it might scare someone. I don't know, but like, um, just how in those kind of dark moments, like how have you gotten out and like kept your faith alive?
1: Um, okay. So a few things I, Really protect the time I have with God and in the Word, and not just like reading a Devo (laughs) and not in a a law based way, but like this is my time with God, this is my time in the Word. I need to be rooted in that, and I can't let anything, there's nothing, the walls could be crumbling down. I'm still going to be sitting there with my Bible open first thing in the morning. Um, Because if I don't start my day off that way, then the things that follow. I'm always like, Oh yeah, it's because I didn't read my Bible this morning or because yep. I wasn't really locked in on the word. And I don't, I'm not really walking in what I think um, God's called me to, or who I am or who God says I am. So that's been really, really helpful. Just keeping my faith, um, faith alive. I think something else that's been really helpful has been reading books of other women of faith, who have walked into ministry and what they do. So Anne Voskamp, I don't know if you've ever heard of her. Mm -hmm. She is, she's actually Canadian. I just found that out not that long ago. She's incredible. Yeah, we love Canada. (laughs) Um, But she wrote a book called The Waymaker and she has this compass that she's called sacred. And she just goes through these different points um, to like know who God is, remind herself who God is, ask for God, ask God for fresh new revelation each day whether it be just one verse, um, God, what do you want me to walk in today? And so that's been really helpful. You asked me another question. Now I can't even remember what it
0: is. To be I honest, I don't even know what I asked either because there's another question on my mind now. Okay. Not a question, but like conversation, um, yeah. how you were saying she has this sacred thing, right? I think something that people forget to do a lot is ask God questions, right? Because mm-hmm. you will like give fresh, Fresh revelation, or what do you want me to walk in today? Right. And a lot of people, I feel like they think that it's gonna come down, or the answer is gonna come down in this, like, like it's just gonna be a paper that's gonna fall in front of you and it's gonna say, I want you to do this, 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 and that. But it's like when you're walking with Christ, and like you said, reading your Bible every single morning. Like there is just this nudge on your spirit of like, what's right, what's wrong, right? And like like I was telling you when I met Liv, literally I just saw her crying and I was like, God, what do you want me to say to her? Mm-hmm. What do you want to do right now? And like, it was because of the spirit and because of my time and quiet time with God that I was able to hear him say, I need you to go up to her, right? And so I guess the question I have is, what do you do? In like your time alone with God, because I was talking to another guy two weeks ago and it's actually really cool because he's a street evangelist. I think that's that's so cool. cool. He just goes and evangelizes on the street, but um, he was telling me and like, we were kind of affirming with each other that walking full-time in ministry, like there is no way you can go a day without spending time with God because your job is to be a vessel of God in this lifetime and your job like specifically Felicia you're not just hidden behind doors right some people are just called to like leave their jobs and be into intercessors right so they're just always praying behind the doors but you're here like you're in the front eye of your church right and so like what do you do with God like what is your refreshment practice i think that's what we'll call it
1: so i write a lot when it's just me and god locked in in my room um people used to make fun of me for this but now i have women of god that have surrounded me that are praise this thing that i do i literally pretend like i'm on dates with god amen (laughs) i'm like yes and you it's just us i put my phone on do not disturb um and I just set aside time to like either write I write letters to God a lot um that are different than prayers so I just write like hey God it's me again <laughs> um That's but I do good. i love it yeah I, I pray a lot and I just talk to him like whether especially when I'm reading the word i'll be going mm-hmm. through scripture so right now for example I'm in acts and I've stopped at a verse and I was like, God, what is it about this verse that you want to speak to me? Like, what is it that you want to resonate on my heart? Why am I stopping at this point? Um, And then if I feel like he's speaking to me, I try and write that stuff down because I don't want to lose it. And I feel like in the world that we're in, even just ministry, full-time ministry can be very busy. um, That can get lost. So I try and hold on to that as much as I can. But yeah.
0: I love that. So I love how like in every season, there's always a new way, you know, spend time with God right now. I am literally like putting on instrumental worship music and I am just singing to God about his goodness. And I probably look so crazy, but I'm like, this is what's resonating in my heart. And something that I want to add on that I was actually reading in this book, The Happy Intercessor, it, she says When you read the word, um, a cool way you can actually hear him speaking to you is you read it and then read it again really slowly Mm -hmm. and then stop and think about what you read. And then like you will start hearing God saying stuff to you and then read it again. And like she was like, this is also a way that you learn to focus on God. Right. And so I think that's so pure, you know, like to just sit and have alone time with him and I'm even literally about to film my YouTube video about me taking Jesus out on a date. So like, there is literally no shame in doing what you're doing.
1: So I dated Jesus for a long time. And honestly, I, you guys will be the first to hear it. I feel like I'm going to go back to that.
0: Because Amen. Amen.
1: Literally kind of a cool story. So before I came into ministry, Um, I had gotten out of a really toxic relationship. And so from September to January, I was like, Jesus, it's me and you. I'm dating Jesus. I'm not talking to anybody else. I'm not entertaining anybody else. I'm not even like if someone tries to slide in my DMs, best of luck because I'm dating Jesus and I'm going to tell you that. Mm -hmm. And so I had picked a date January 24th. I was like, this is going to be the date that I'm going to start opening my heart up again. Um, I prayed about it. I fasted about it. And January 24th just happened to be the date that God had really placed on my heart. Mm. So fast forward. So September, October, November, December, I got my offer letter to come into ministry and my start date was January 24th. Mm. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I told my pastor's wife, who's like, Kristen, this is crazy. And so everyone jokes that I was dating Jesus and God was just like holding me there so that I could come into ministry. And now I'm like married to Jesus.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Cause imagine if like you didn't have that separation time with you and him and like you were distracted with dating. Yes. Right. Like to be fair, I've been single over two years now, (laughs) like intentionally dating Jesus for two years, but there are times where I've fallen right? Mm -hmm. And there's times where I have mistaken, made mistakes and like texted the wrong person, right? And that's not to say that that's good, because it's not in the end, how we act now is a foreshadowing of not a foreshadowing, but kind of like a preparation for our husbands, right? It's also a revealing of like your loyalty to Christ now, right? Because we all want that special someone. I know even the world now, they're always like, oh, I just want to be single and forever. You know, yeah. like I never want a man ever. But yet they're like, so it's so easy for them to be in like those talking stages. Like everybody wants that significant other. Right. But. It's really a matter of heart posture, right? Like, are you going to choose me? Again, back to this surrendering thing on the altar. Are you going to choose my ministry and keep dating me intentionally for a couple months? Or are you going to submit to when a guy says hi and then still love me, but let this guy be the forefront of your heart, right? Mm
1: Yeah, and I feel like we make especially Christian culture, we make idols out of marriage and out of relationships. Yeah. Um, and kind of like if anyone's read the book of Judges, I know it's not everyone's favorite, <laughs> but um, in there, it's so good. There's so much content in there that is so applicable to mm-hmm. just how we live our lives now. But sometimes God will bless us with something or a person. And then we end up making an idol out of that. I think it's Gideon that does that. Like God blesses him. And then he makes an idol out of the thing that God blessed him with. And God's like, "Kate, okay, no, now you're done. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> like, and so I feel like that's what happens in Christian dating is that God blesses us with somebody. And maybe it's not that they're a bad person, but our heart posture is we end up idolizing it. And then God's like, I don't like that. God is a jealous God. He does not want us to make idols out of the things he's blessing us with. Yeah. So it is a true preparation and and a a scope into like how loyal we're going to be with Christ Mm -hmm. once we do
0: meet our future husbands. Mm -hmm. I think that even goes like outside of miss meeting like a future husband, right? Like let's say, I quit my job and I get a new job that could become my idol. Yeah, we do live in a world as well where it's like success culture, right? Like I was about to say something, but I felt the Holy Spirit being like, no, (laughs) just (laughs) do not say that. So not going to say that, but there are like times where I've heard like, I just want to work I don't want like to get married I don't want kids I just want to work I just want to work like that can become an idol right even I think like sometimes ministry can become an idol especially online ministry like when I took my break like four months ago while I was in school the amount of things God showed me in my heart that I was just like oh I did not even know that I was doing it with the wrong intention in this season you know and so I think all in all, like what I think that someone should get from this specific episode is let God show you what has become the forefront
1: mm-hmm. of your
0: heart, you know? Yeah.
1: I know that I've had many seasons where I've made things into an idol or I have put my identity in those things versus putting my identity in Christ. And mm-hmm. like my job was one of those, but right before I got called into ministry, I was so wrapped up in my job that I've, I said, I don't need to get married. I Started my master's program. I was putting my identity in my grades through school. I had done that for a long time and my job. Um, and so even like you were saying, my ministry with TikTok, which people say that's not a ministry. I don't know who that's needs enough. to hear this. It is a ministry. Oh, yeah. Do you know how many people you can reach and speak to through that app? Um, but yeah, so I, I too had a season where I was like, I don't think that I'm supposed to be making TikToks right now. And I had so many people being like, okay, but you're blowing up, like just keep going. And I was like, yeah, but my heart posture, I could feel it changing. And so God stilled me and was like, stop, realign, refocus, and then you can continue. Mm -hmm. So, but it's hard when you want something, you like something, it becomes an idol, then you're struggling. Our flesh is Mm -hmm. no joke.
0: (laughs) It is no joke. Sometimes it's harder to battle the flesh than the enemy. A thousand percent, a thousand percent, because no, I don't know where I was gonna go with saying that, but um, yeah, I think also what's really beautiful is to see that you heard the whisper, right? Mm -hmm. And you were like, okay, I need to put this down for now for a season because to be honest, like the desires on our hearts are God placed, right? God has placed certain desires on our hearts, Mm -hmm. and I actually had a conversation with someone the other day. And they had mentioned how, okay, if God's desire is in my heart of marriage, then God's desire of me liking this specific person, then my desire of me liking this specific person is God's desire as well. And I said, no, because this person was not of the faith, right? The other person, not the person I was talking to. And I was just like, the desire is the same. Yes. And it's marriage. But your flesh has decided it wants something outside of that desire. Yeah. You know? And I think that's so important. Like, know God's voice in those little moments of when He's like, put it down. Mm-hmm. Put it down. When I was, um, when I put my Instagram down, I felt that I should have done it in February, but I was like unsure if that was just me. So I was like, okay, March, I'm putting it down you know, yeah. and for a month and a half, I didn't do anything. And I was just like, oh my gosh, there was so much work to be done in my heart that I didn't even see coming. Exactly. You lay down one thing and God opens the door of healing, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. And too, I saw something
1: just this morning and it was saying, if it goes against the word, then it's not God's will. Yeah. And especially if it comes down to relationships. I have been challenged in that area so many times, whether it be like um, friendships or intimate relationships or whatever the case may be, if it goes against the word of God, like it's not what God's will is for your life. So yes, maybe God wants you to be married. Maybe that he's placed that desire on your heart, but it also says in the word that he doesn't want us to be equally yoked or unequally yoked. He wants us to be equally yoked. So good. So just like, and again, you would only know that if you were in your word. Amen. So really, at the end of the day, you got to be in the word. I
0: <laughs> need that hour every day to just be like, fill me, Jesus. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Well, I think that this was a really good and and fruitful conversation, Felicia. I think so. I'm so honored to have had you on this episode. And I believe that your ministry is going to continue to be blessed and grow. And I know what God is doing in your life. Doesn't just stop at project management. There's going to be more. And there are so many girls and women out there that you're going to be able to speak into um, because that's God's heart for you, his daughter. So I want to thank you so much. And thank you. This has literally been a dream of mine
1: to podcast. (laughs) It's been Years in the making, and here I am.
0: <laughs> Amen. Uh, look, God is a prayer answerer. Absolutely. Amen. Um, Do you just want to pray us out really quickly, and then we could say bye to everybody? Yes. Okay. Sure. Perfect um
1: dear heavenly father thank you so much for this time together god i thank you for the fruitful conversations we were able to have god the the things that you stirred up in kathy's heart in my heart and in whoever was listening's heart god i pray that uh, whatever you've placed on the listener's heart god that they would just take a step of faith in that that they Amen. would walk in that and trust that you are a faithful god that you will provide jehovah jireh god that they don't need to worry about the next step or the open door god that maybe you're just opening the door to healing Uh, maybe you're opening the door to restoration or peace or uh, just increasing the fruits of the spirit in their life so god i pray a blessing over kathy and her ministry and over this podcast god that i that it just continue to be fruitful and um that people be be raised to life in christ and be brought closer to you through her ministry and I pray a blessing over all of her listeners, God, that they just uh, be blessed from the conversations that they're hearing Kathy have um, on Amen. this
0: podcast. I pray this all in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, I will. He- well, you guys will hear me next week. So get godly with it. Bye. Bye.